0: Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us, and enjoy. All right, everybody settled in. Let's get into the Word today for just a few moments, and I won't preach till two thirty. I promise you that that plane will not wait on me. So, uh, but I do want to release a word over you, and I've listened. Uh, As we were worshiping today, I had this strong, strong, strong prophetic sense that there are many in this house, and boy, I'm going back to it again. I believe this is the year of the reign of the Holy Spirit. But I believe that that through the reign of the Holy Spirit, Paul, there's a launching and What I'm going to teach today and what I began teaching last week. It is imperative that you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that you are ready to be launched. And this teaching is about launching you into the place that God is calling you to this year. And for many in here, you're in a place of transition. There's been change that has happened and your sense more is coming. And it can be a little uncomfortable. I believe 2017, listen, was a year in many ways that was uncomfortable because change was taking place and God was was cultivating things. Listen, God was cultivating things, hear me, that are getting ready to be launched this year. And so what I'm gonna teach you and what I'm gonna share with you for these next few moments and what I shared last week is foundational in where God is taking you. How many of you believe that God wants to take you to a higher place in in different levels? Boy, I know it. I sense it. I have a strong, strong prophetic sense during the worship today of uh, of what God is, is believing to do through you and for you in 2018. Now, as I I teach today, I do want to remind you, and this is is a frustration, I guess, that every preacher has, and that is this. I cannot go back and say everything I said last week. But I urge you, I strongly urge you to listen to the podcast because what I taught last week is foundational for what I'm teaching this week. It's the foundation on which we build this. uh, And I can't go back and teach it, but I strongly urge you as we talk about poverty, prosperity, promise and purpose in this series. Deuteronomy 8.18. And I'm going to be strong today in some things I say, but I I feel like we need to hear it strong. How many of you are ready for some meat? You ready for, I mean, let's have some meat on the bone. Deuteronomy 8.18 says this, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. And then here comes the, caveat, here comes the purpose, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. This is one of the most astounding promises concerning God's motivation for our blessing. How many of you in this house, and if you've been here any length of time, believe that the Lord delights to bless? Would you say amen? Amen. All right, we've established that. This is the motivation for God's blessing. And this series is strong, and it's going to take me a while to paint this picture. And before it's over, we're going to deal with it all. So if I, don't, if I say something, just realize in 30 or 40 minutes, I cannot say everything about this subject. You're going to have to give me time to fully paint the picture. And to bring all aspects of it in. And by the way, you're going to be blessed next Sunday... Uh, How many of you were here when we sewed into uh, Veritas Guitar Project for the young man out, the worship leader out in California being diagnosed? They have documented what's going on with that, and they're going to debut that video here next Sunday. It's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be powerful. So they'll be here to do that. But this series is strong, and before it's over, we'll deal with all the aspects of it, including even the pitfalls of Greed. We'll get there. So just be patient. But here's the thing, as I lay the foundation, we must develop our character so that prosperity doesn't destroy us. Just coming into wealth in and of itself is not always the answer because it has money has the power to bless and it also has the power to break. But, Here's where we left off last week. In the new covenant, we understand that we should never seek wealth ahead of seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. In Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God. First the kingdom of God, His righteousness, and these things will be added unto you. The ultimate determining factor of a heart, listen, that can prosper by the grace of God and not be destroyed is the one who puts God's purposes first. Everybody say first. First. And here's what we said last week and I spent 40 minutes last week amplifying this. Love is the motivation for prosperity and increase. It's the who and the why. Can you say amen? Amen. And how many of you know that God God can give you a lot of who's? When you live in Whoville, Lot of a lot of things that God puts on your heart that you know you are you are joined to and that He will encourage you to find ways to bless and to sow into. And so that's what we established last week. But just for a moment now let's talk about poverty. Poverty is not a good thing. Poverty is the seedbed of greed. Prostitution, addiction, crime, abuse, corruption, marriage problems, and murder. People who are desperate financially do desperate things. Not only that, it shortens life expectancy. The poorest nations in the world have the worst life expectancy. It makes modern day slaves. There is nothing holy about it. So let's establish this and I told you I was going to be strong. Poverty is a curse. And the thing about poverty one of, the, one of the things about prosperity, true prosperity, is that prosperity generates options and gives you choices. Anything that fights prosperity or impedes it longs to enslave you. Prosperity introduces the options of freedom. No options equals no freedom. And no freedom equals slavery. I want you to say with me, no longer slaves. Redeemed from Pharaoh's hand. hand. And I know so many things. Well, I just don't know. Well, if poverty is God's will, then why isn't heaven a slum? Now, here's the thing the streets in heaven are paved with now now let's look at this for just a moment and I won't, I won't have time to amplify it today because that's not where I'm going with this it, the, the streets in heaven are paved with gold because what's this we don't need gold in heaven anymore as a value system All right, that's right, that's right, that's right. you walk on it You drive on. If there's chariots or whatever there are there, whatever we get around in in heaven, you walk on streets of gold. They're paved with gold. The gates are... You don't have to wear them on your fingers no more around your neck. You walk through the gates. Because the value system of heaven is not gold and silver and pearl. The value system of heaven is people... And what we walk on there, we use to get people there here. You didn't get that. What the streets are paved with in heaven, we use here to fully carry out the will and purpose of God in our lives. Can I get an amen? Boy, that is powerful, Brother Scotty. But the first warning about growing in prosperity is this. Remember the Lord your God when you come into success. Don't think you got this by your strength and your power. And don't get an exaggerated sense of self because you have money. I'll, I'll read you some scriptures later that absolutely are pinpoint on that. Having money doesn't make you great. What you do with it can make you great. Use your money and influence for the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. We've got that established. Now, I want you to to get a, a, a picture here today of one of the things that God wants to use prosperity for, and that is as a witness. Look at... 1 Kings chapter 10. Some of you are jumping ahead in my notes. I've been watching y'all, so you're already there. You know where I'm going. But in 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 1 through 9, it says this. This is an example of, of how God used it in Solomon's time. And when the queen of Sheba heard the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him, you can keep going up there on the screens, guys, with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem this is a foreign queen with, very great, with a very great train, with camels that bear spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come, when she was come to, I better read it off of Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all of her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and all the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel and his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. She wilted at the amazing things That she saw. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in my own land of thy acts and thy wisdom. Howbeit, I believe not the words until I came, and my eyes have seen it, it. and behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceeded the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants which stand continually before thee and hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighteth in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. Wow. A witness. Listen, we want to be so alive. Hear me, church. With God's love, with the who and the why, why from last week, we want to be so alive with God's love that the favor and the prosperity on our lives causes people to look at us and say, surely your God is real. And in other words, to be able to look at us And let me tell you the humility part of this. To look at us and say, there is no way you could be where you are except for the fact that you serve a living God. (laughs) Only God could have done this. Only God could have made this happen. There's no other explanation. Because I know you, you're not that smart. You're not that talented. You're not that gifted. You don't have it all together. But look what the Lord has done. Wow. That it, to use us, God wants to use us, listen, to cause the world to see him in a way that they would never have seen him any other way. A visual demonstration of the goodness of God. Tell your neighbor right now, let the goodness of God God. be poured out on you. So that's Solomon. Let's look at Peter. In Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, it says And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, by the Sea of Galilee, and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep. Oh don't don't stop, Brother Scotty. You'll launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Whew. I can't help it. In 2018, you're going to launch out into the deep and you're going to let down your nets for a catch. I'm telling you in the spirit realm... In the financial realm, in the ministry realm, in the realms that you have been seeing in your spirit that have been stirring, I am releasing the prophetic anointing and word over you today that this is your year to launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Can you give God praise in the house and say yes. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, listen to this. Now watch it. We have toiled all night. We have done everything we know to do. All of our ability, all of our training, we've done it all and this is where we've gotten to. We've toiled all night and have taken nothing. Oh my God. Underline the next part of this. Nevertheless, at thy word, nevertheless, at thy word, don't take off running, Brother Scotty. I will let down my net. Lord, at your word, I'm going to let down my net. I'm not going to let my life be taken by God dread and doubt and fear, but God, I want you to know I'm going to live in expectation. And this year at your word, I'm going to let down my net. (laughs) That's a word right there. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke. Somebody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Oh my goodness. And they beckoned unto their partners. Here it is again. Look at this. The who and the why. Abundance comes for the who and the why. And they told their partners and as a witness, they, they beckoned uh, their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and they filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Now, if that is not abundance and prosperity, I don't know know how to better describe it. And here, look at verse 8. Watch what happens with Peter. He sees it, and it's like Holy Spirit conviction just gets all... And he falls down at Jesus' knees, saying, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Literally, in this visual demonstration of God's goodness... The Holy Spirit is working, doing things in people. My oh God, this is powerful. Peter falls down, says, "Depart from me, I am a sinful man." For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes that they caught, they had taken. So uh, and so was also James and John, the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, "Fear not; from henceforth thou shalt catch men." Look at it. There it is. Oh, I'm about to preach up in this house. God said, I'm going to bless you. And because I'm going to bless you, it's going to open doors for you that could not have been opened before. And you're going to go places and you're going to do things. How in the world did this little fella right here from the coal mine in Appalachian Mountains who grew up with nothing, drinking Government-issued powdered milk. Don't never bring that stuff around me no more. You know what? Some of you know what I'm talking about? It came in that gray box. Yeah. Yeah. Government-issued cheese. Yeah. And government-issued peanut butter that came in a tin can that yeah. you had to stir. Yes. How in the world... And the middle of nowhere, how in the world do I end up getting ready to get on a plane this afternoon and go to Russia and go to Latvia and go, let me tell you how let me tell you how let me tell you how it's because we serve a mighty God glory to God and you going with me hallelujah you going with me me and Drew, glory be to God. I'm just—I stand amazed. I'll never get over the grace of Almighty God yeah. that is so demonstrated in a story like this. Wow! His partners got involved with him, James and John. Jesus said unto Simon, "Fear not. From henceforth, you're going to catch men." And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. The blessing of prosperity in this case did not take them away from Jesus. It led them to him. (sighs) Boy, that's what we've got to keep center stage. And here's the point. Peter fished all night and didn't catch a thing. But this is a word straight from the throne of heaven for somebody who's here today. And here it is. Put that up, guys. There is always something on the other side of nothing. I release that into you. I'm telling you, there is always something on the other side of nothing. He fished all night and caught nothing. But watch this. The bridge between nothing and something is one word from God. One word from God is the bridge between nothing and something. How many of you are believing for increase in this house? Shout yes. yes. Abundance and overflow was a result of Peter saying, Nevertheless... I'm going to tell you, there needs to be some neverthelesses in our lives. I know what it looks like, but nevertheless. I know what it feels like, but nevertheless. At your word, they saw Jesus in a new way. A new understanding of him. It's all in how you look at it. The way you see it. I came in a few days ago. We were keeping our precious Henry boy at home and he was sitting up on the counter and Susu was feeding him and he had on I'll just describe it to you he had on a great t-shirt with a crimson A on the front so immediately I'm a man of great revelations understanding first of all I knew who dressed him that morning Matthew I said ah your daddy dressed you this morning Henry I said, you know what that A stands for? He looked at me and I said, that that stands for Alabama. He said, yes, Papa. And then he looked at me and he said, Papa, it stands for something else too. I said, what else does it stand for? He said, Auburn. Auburn. Suzanne, that's what you call being more than a conqueror. His mama's an Auburn grad. I said, boy, she doesn't <laughs> Henry knows it starts with an A. What am I saying? It's all in how you look at it. They saw Jesus in a new way. We must be able to see the invisible in order to experience the impossible. To look out on that lake. And no, and look out on your life. Amen. Oh, hear this. This is fresh, fresh today from the throne room of God, this point I'm about to make. To look back on your life and think, I have fished all my life and caught nothing. My family was poor. I didn't have a chance. Everything was against me. Nothing I did ever worked. Nothing I did ever succeeded. To look back on your life and say, Lord, don't you understand? I have fished all night and I have caught nothing. But when he looks you in the face and says to you, cast your net on the other side, I am prophesying to you today that if you will believe it and if you will act on it, there is a catch so great on the other side that you will not be able to contain it all yourself. You will bless those who have stood by you, believed with you, and prayed for you, and have not forsaken you. I'm telling you, there is... There's blessing on the other side of nothing. And if you have come up under a generational curse and just believing that you could never do better, that God, you know, blessed everybody else, but you're left out in the name of Jesus, I declare that the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. Would there be anybody who would believe that, that you can break those things and you don't have to to live under that? Somebody say, that's good preaching, Brother Scotty. Oh, it's all in how you see it. We gotta see them different. But you have to see yourself different. After you've done everything all your life, but to know that God can turn it around and that that is his plan and his purpose. But you gotta ask yourself, how do I see him? How do I see him? Like Henry, when he looked at that A, how did he see it? He saw it two ways. you got to ask yourself, how do I see him? I see him as Savior. I see him as healer. I see him as every need supplier. I see him as a way maker. I see him as a chain breaker. I see him as a million other things based on the authority of at your word. Nevertheless, we're going to do this one more time. Tell your neighbor, we're going to do this one more time at his word. Amen. I want you to say it with me today. Say, see him him. in in a fresh new way. Because you cannot become something you haven't seen. If I can see it through God's eyes, I can be it. Wow. If I can see it, I can be it as I see it through his eyes. And here's the thing, folks. I'm going to wrap this up in the next 10 minutes. But when you're trying to change your life, you have to change the way you think and you see first. Because really, if you think about it, thinking is nothing but painting mental images. If you want to change your life, you have to change your thinking. And if you want to change your thinking, one of the things you've got to do is hang around people who are thinking right. And go to churches that teach you right. And listen to things that teach you right. And here's another thing you need to do. When you see Peter out in that boat, and you're his partners... And you've been fishing all night too, and you hadn't caught anything. And you look over. Whoa, that's Peter. I think I heard him cuss one time. He can't be blessed. What's God blessing him for? I know there's. A, I know some things about him. Don't get jealous. Of the blessings of God that He brings into other people's life. Because the next thing you know, Peter might be calling your name and saying, I am so blessed. Come over here. I got so much fish. I do not know what to do with it. Come over here and let's, let me have a church up in here and share some of these blessings with you. I want you to say with me this morning I will not get jealous when God blesses other people. That's good preaching. If the only people who got blessed were perfect people, none of us would get blessed. So, don't get jealous of people that are blessed. Because here's what I've discovered. And this is important. Think about it with me. God will send people into your life and across your path to encourage you. And if you learn not to get jealous of them, right. it'll change your life. Yes. Amen. I tell you, last year, 2017, was it was so different than any year of our life. Amen. But we learned more and we saw God more of God's miraculous divine intervention in ways that I could not explain than any year ever. Amen. 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 Stay focused and don't get upset when God blesses somebody else. Can I get an amen? In fact, I tell you what, I want you to just put your hand gently on your neighbor's shoulder. Don't, in, don't, you know, don't invade their space too bad, but I want you to say, Father, Father. come on, everybody didn't do it. Everybody say, Father, Father. in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Open, up open up the windows of heaven, pour them out a blessing. Like you did Peter, Peter. so great great, they cannot contain it. it. Overflow their life with abundance abundance. so that they might might fulfill fulfill their their call and their destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. We're not finished. I'm about to finish, but I gotta give you one more testimony out of the word of God, and that's from a man named Job. A lot of things are preached about Job, but I think it's real important that if you're gonna talk about Job, you gotta you, you really need to look at the last chapter of Job. And so in Job chapter forty two at verse twelve, the word says this. Hmm. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job. <laughs> the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more, more than his beginning. Anybody in this house that would like to have... Hi, <laughs> I'm just about to take off and jump chairs today. Anybody in this house that would like to have an end a lot better than the way you started out and some of the places you've been in your life like us. Boy, that's me. By the way, my Loosedale folks, I see I see a bunch of my Loosedale folks back there. I got a word for y'all. I was packing last night. They gave me a Loosedale t-shirt for Christmas. I'm taking it to Russia. I'm going to wear it. Loosedale's going to Russia. Somebody say amen. Oh, this is a word for somebody listening and watching and hearing and in this house. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the beginning. It may not look like much when you start off. It may look like a little seed going into the ground. But I'm telling you, that seed is going to produce an abundant harvest. Well, this thing's not over yet. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had fourteen thousand sheep, and six thousand camels, and a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand she asses. Oh, don't go! Don't do that, brother Scotty! Don't even no. (laughs) It's a joke. Well, why not? (laughs) Don't be insulted, lady, ladies. Because if there's she asses, there's also. Some of you were more biblical in your conversation than you ever knew. I can't believe he said that in church. Let's get real up in here. You better thank God all your conversations aren't flashed up on this screen just like I'm thankful all of mine aren't. Somebody say amen. Oh, Lord. He also, let me see if I can get this thing back now. He also, he had also seven sons and three daughters. Listen to this. And he called the name of the first something. And he called the name of the second something. And he called the name of the third something. Three names there. And in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. How many times have you ever heard Job preached about and heard that? Not very often. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. Watch this. And after this, oh my God, that'll preach right there. Tell your neighbors, say, after this. After. <laughs> after this, lived Job 140 years. Watch this now. And saw his sons and his sons' sons. That's not all even four everybody say "After after this so Job died being old and full of days how many of you are believing for that promise over your life say yes Lord oh my God Job went through loss he went through sickness he went through pain and rejection, but I want you to know there was an after this. And I release that word into your into your family, into where you are. There is an after this. I said there is an after this. Don't he received a double portion? And the word of the Lord today is, don't you quit before you're after this. Don't you dare quit before you're after this. There is an after this. Somebody say amen and I receive it. All right, I'm done preaching. Let's stand up. I feel like I have released the word of God today. Hallelujah. And I tell you what, Matt, God's helping me. God's helping me to not put out more than we can eat in one meal. I don't want no leftovers. I want to give it to us so we can have it, munch on it, eat it, get nourished, and then get ready for the next one. Somebody say amen. Amen. So I want to speak a word over you first. Here we go. Here it goes. In Jesus' name, may the agents of poverty, disturbance, bondage, depression, depression, debt, and disease be driven out of your life and destroyed by the power of God. I'm going to do it one more time. May the agents of poverty, disturbance, Bondage, depression, debt, and disease be driven out of your life and destroyed by the power of God. If you receive it, say. And I decree they are replaced with freedom, peace, and prosperity. Somebody say amen. amen. Yes, Lord. All right, now let's make this confession out loud and then I'll be done. Everybody say, Lord, Lord I, ch- let's, I tell you what, let's say it together. Lord, I choose to live the life you plan for me. A life that is flourishing, superabundant, and overflowing. Teach me how to break out of any poverty mentality and teach me how to live life to the fullest with ample resources for the kingdom, ample resources for my journey, and surplus resources to bless and help others because I cannot give what I do not have. I believe that this year my life will be marked by the blessing and favor of God. And everybody that receives that said, if you are here right now and you know that God wants to take you to a deeper place and it's going to take financial increase in order for that to happen, That there's going to need to be some things happen. Would you just lift your hand and say, I want you to pray. I want you to agree with me. You know they're going to, you know that God is launching you out. Father, you see the hands that are lifted right now. Now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that name that's above every name, I believe, Father, you have prophetically painted a portrait in the hearts and lives of us, God. We see ourselves doing things. We see ourselves not bound to the religious systems of man any longer. Boy, somebody, there's there maybe may more than one that you have, you, are, you just, you know, you spent a lot of years or years maybe, and you felt like you were in, in, in bondage to the religious systems of man in a certain, to, to a certain degree. And, you know, if you didn't play ball with them, then they would cut you off. And if you didn't do what they wanted, there was no support. In the name of Jesus, I declare that we are coming into a season where the mighty hand of God will be revealed as your Jehovah-Jireh and you will see the windows of heaven open up for you and provision will be there for the ministry and the place that God has called you to fulfill. Whether it's a business or a church or whatever it is, in Jesus' name, I am releasing right now, prophetically, I believe, by the word of God, the provision that God has in order to fill the vision. In fact, in Jesus' name, I declare and I decree, Jehovah-Jireh will bring provision to fulfill the vision. Hallelujah. If you receive that, say, yes, Lord. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at livechurchmobile.com.